Hi, Hannah. Hey, Anna. Hey, so we've been talking about our identities as writers for a while now. I think it's time to do our podcast. That's a great idea, but what should we call it? Hmm. How about how about a play on the pen is mightier than the sword? Like the pen is that, that's it. The pen is. The pen is so many things. It's scary, it's honest, it's funny, and the pen lets us explore what it means to be a work in progress. <laughs> and hey, Hana, we are a work in progress. You said it. Let's get started. Okay. Um, so do you, on your end, have, I know we've talked kind of offline about um, how, you know, you have obviously a lot of writing coming up for your job these days. Um, do you have anything that you want to kind of bring to the table to talk about, whether it's about your process or certain, you know, specific tools that you want to develop or how can, how can I help you um, with your professional writing? Yeah, so <clears throat> I know we kind of spoke about this before where um, the, I guess the last time we connected, I brought with to you my blog piece I was working on. Um, <clears throat> and it was like the first or second draft of it. And the prompt was from my my manager to like write something I'm really passionate about to really get get something posted that kind of knocks it out of the water for me as, as my first piece in this position that I'm in. And reason being was the, the first blog piece that I had previously been given was this really dry material about, you know, the importance of window films and just wasn't really showcasing my abilities and it would be really boring for our readers. <laughs> And so I was prompted to to write this blog and I shared it with you all last time, probably what, like three or like a month ago, <laughs> probably at this point. And I and I ended up finishing it and like having a really amazing experience writing this 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 piece that I call the um, that I call belonging. And it was an experience. Um, it was really whittled down to an experience I had from my first solo camping trip in the Steens Mountains near the Malheur um, <clears throat> National Wildlife Refuge out in southeastern Oregon. And it was my experience when I was just feeling really disconnected from nature and didn't feel like I belonged. I felt like a European transplant. Um, and I was really having this like existential crisis. And then um, a, a pair of magpies alerted me to a bobcat and it alerted me to my realization of my awakening and all this stuff. Anyway, so um, I got a lot of positive feedback on this blog and I felt really good about it. And everyone was really happy with my ability to, to really bring out my voice and like write something really you know, impactful for me and potentially for my readers. Um, and since then, you know, my part of my position is, is to write on informative topics. And um, my coworker happens to be an award-winning writer. She got her master's degree in creative writing, and she also taught at a like at a college in creative writing. Um, but is now kind of like one of our main writers and editors of all of our work. And she's been the one who's who's editing my work. And we've been realizing over the last few weeks that 
I really struggle with clear, concise, informative writing. And <clears throat> it's it started to kind of like bring back a lot of like trauma from college because because being an anthropology major, <clears throat> I was taking a lot of um, courses that required a lot of essay style writing that that talked about topics. Uh, for instance, I was also a geology minor and and there was actually a relatively quite a bit of like research paper writing or um, you know, argumentative paper style um, topics. And I really, while I was a good student, I definitely struggled with that and like never really got better. Nobody really helped me do it better. And it's kind of like come back to haunt me. I never thought I'd have to like do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly I'm in this position where like, I'm actually getting like on the job training of writing, which is like kind of mind-blowing that that's been my direction that I've wanted to do is write more and that where I my weakness is is in this concise informative writing and now that I understand my brain more with you know my quote-unquote disorder of having ADHD I realize that like I find creative writing really really easy and motivating and it just pours out of me. I don't struggle with it. I hardly have to think about it. It just comes out and boom, it's done. But these, this more of this inform, I keep calling it informative essays. I don't know how else to really describe it. Um, doesn't because there's some disconnect in my brain of, you know, the, like the introduction, the middle paragraphs and the conclusion. I know how to do that. But for whatever reason, when it's something that I have to educate readers about, especially if it's a topic I have to research first because I don't know much about it to begin with, I have a a hell of a time taking exactly what I want it to say. And really, it's all about what I'm really trying to say. And I can't get it in my head of what I'm really trying to say. So I basically am BSing an essay. Because and it's clear that I have no idea what I'm trying to, what point I'm trying to make, and it's almost as if I hate the fact that I have to do this boring essay on a topic that I have to list, you know, A to Z of what this is, and I can't put flourish flourish into it. I want it to be more interesting. I want to bring analogies into it. It's like I have this block, even though I know I know how to do it, and I can't seem to make myself do it because it's like I can't get to the point. And it it came last week to, I'm writing yet another informative blog on the topic of corporate philanthropy. And like, I have a vague idea of where I want it to go, but I have to keep in mind the voice of our style, the voice of like, I can't be too braggy about our business, but I also have to keep it very um, informative and lighthearted. And when I like, worked on it three times with my you know my coworker. I thought I had it down I gave it back to her to edit and she was just like sorry we're on a time crunch I just had to take this over I had to completely move things around you were going like completely off topic over here you weren't you know bringing it in over here we have to move on I have to write this for you and then we had a conversation she was like at this point like 
I'm like, I'm, I told her, I was like, I'm wasting your time. If I can't get these, you know, we have a month or less to get these blogs written and given to you. We have a timeline. We have to work with our creative department to get pictures. And if I'm like coming back to you over and over and over again with edits, I'm wasting everybody's time. And like, I don't think I can do this. And she was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you, you come up with the research and give it to me. And I have to write these for you because at this point you can't do it. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm a college graduate. (laughs) And I can't seem to write a simple 500 word essay on an informative subject. Like, and I, I just, I, I felt like, I felt like crap. Like, this is ridiculous. I consider myself a writer and I can't even do this. And so like, I went to my manager and was like, I had this conversation with my coworker and he's like, no, she already talked to me about it. You were going to write these and we were going to train you. And so my coworker went out and found two books and she like had me look, like read the reviews of them to see if they work. And like, like they're, they're perfect. One is like a professional writer's reader kind of thing about basically like the way my brain works, like where I can't, like I'm all over the place and I can't focus in on a subject. It, it basically is like detailing down like exercises and stuff of how to do this. So I'm going to work on that book with her. We're going to do exercises. Um, I'm, and I'm going to really like you use some sort of like bland subject to, to just learn how to just do it in a really like concise way, taking out all of the flourish and all of the, the interesting part that I would rather do and just learn to do just a basic structure of an essay. <laughs> and then the second book is on sustainability, specifically on, on like a reader for sustainability and how to write about sustainability, which is like perfect. So we're getting those two books. So I think what would be interesting for you and I, Hana, in, in, this, in this realm is like, as I start doing these exercises, I can bring some of these to this table. And like, you can also maybe offer some advice because like, I know you're really good at this. <laughs> This is like, you know how to do these kind of essays really well. And I would love to also have like your help and feedback on like, maybe even trying to figure out what my brain does and why I can't focus in on something that seems relatively simple. I mean, that's, that is, um, there is a lot there in what you said. (laughs) Um, I do want to push back a little bit on the idea that because you are a college graduate, you mm-hmm. should already be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Writing blog posts, writing engaging, informative, concise, clear, but you know, humorous blog posts is light years away and a, in a different galaxy from writing you know, um, the type of essays that you would have been writing as an anthropology major. Mm -hmm. So don't give yourself a hard time. Definitely don't feel like this is something that you should already know how to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never written blog posts in the style of, you know, Atlantic think pieces or (laughs) podcast transcripts. You know, like there's so many different things Um, that go into writing blogs. There are a lot of blogs out there and only a minority of them are those really exciting and, you know, teachable blog posts that we think of as sort of the pinnacle. Um, 
And I'm sure the people who do those blog posts had to do a lot of work to Mm. only um, get that balance of informative, but not boring. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But also to develop their own voice, you know? Um, And I, I don't know if I have my own voice. I think the, the writing that you and I are doing is helping me to do that. Cause I think in the same way that one of the best ways to get better at writing is to read a lot. I think mm-hmm. one of the ways to develop your voice is to write a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be great if there was a shortcut for either of those things, but there's not, <laughs> I think, you know, um, and this is take all of this with the caveat that I do not write blog posts for a living and never have. But I would say um, if I were in your shoes, so in addition to reading those books, if there are people whose voice you like, um, who write blogs, read their stuff, you know, not to say read it so that you can imitate it, because again, you need to find your own voice. Right, right. Start to see some common trends where, you know, they all... um, they all have a similar way of introducing a story. Um, they all structure their nut graph in the same way. Um, you know, they're, I'm sorry, they're what? Their nut graph. What is that? <laughs> so that's a journalistic term. Um, and please excuse me. This is from uh, my, my work in, um, or my coursework in journalism, which I, you know, we're talking now 14, 15 years ago. So please excuse me. From what I remember, so the nut graph is basically what contains kind of the nut, the kernel of information, the who, when, why, and how like most important information. And often you don't start out with that. If you'll notice in journalistic writing, the first sentence isn't always, this is the major thing that happened in this place at this time with these people for this reason. Often there's a little bit of like a soft opening and then mm. the, it's the second paragraph that has your, your nut graph, your most important, clearest layout of what you're discussing in the whole article. Interesting. I had never heard that. Yeah. But so there, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of different shapes to narratives. Um, and so depending on what you, what you find most effective for your writing, maybe you find, okay, it makes it, it works best for me to have that information in the first paragraph, or maybe it works best for me to have a short introductory soft opening and then have that information in the second paragraph. But I feel like you'll start to get a better sense of that. Mm. You read other people's blogs that you find engaging alongside reading those in, you know, the, the texts that you're, or the instructional um, books that you're reading to kind of like inform you what you should be looking for and, you know, how to analyze the writing that you find really, right. uh, mm-hmm. really suitable for what you're looking to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I appreciate all that, that feedback on that. And, and it is, it is true that uh, the style of writing that I am doing is, is new and it is going to take effort and training to get there. And um, everyone in my department like is 100% behind me and 100% believes I can get there. And 
And I do, I, I do as well. I just know it's going to take some a little more effort than the things that I find more easy to do, like writing about descriptions on how to get kids to do projects and things like that. That's just like, I don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know? I know I, you've been doing just those types of descriptions for a long time. Yeah. Um, and now they feel really second nature. And I, I bet you that at a certain point after doing enough of these blog posts, you will be able to write one figuratively in your sleep, you know, right. You, right. Won't even re- you won't even realize that you are doing things because they will just become kind of automatic. Yes. Yes. The other thing that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. So um, in addition to the fact that you shouldn't feel like you are already prepared for this because your average college essay is way more boring than your average successful blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just looking at an article right here in front of me that is about how to write blog posts. And yeah. the first things that they bring up is something that makes a lot of sense to me. You mentioned that the idea of doing it kind of bores you. And I know you have some limitations in terms of what you can cover and what yes. content you need to include. Um, but, you know, I think it is definitely worth so that Sorry, to to get back to what this article says, it says, choose a topic that interests you. There's an old maxim that states, no fun for the writer, no fun for the reader. No Mm, matter what you're working in, as a blogger, you should live and die by this statement. Before you do any of the other steps, be sure to pick a topic that actually interests you. Nothing. And I mean nothing. He has nothing written in all caps. (laughs) Will kill a blog post more effectively than a lack of enthusiasm from the writer. You can mm. tell when a writer is bored by their subject and it's so cringeworthy, it's a little embarrassing. And I think this is a little bit, you know, the language is a little bit strong, but I think, you know, it may not be that you're able, you have complete freedom to choose the topic, but I think you do have agency to find the angle on the topic that you find interesting. Right. And there. So you don't have to necessarily, I mean, and I, I say this not knowing the inner workings of your of your job and your, your duty to write these blog posts, but I would hope that you are able to come back to, the, to your manager and to your coworker and say, okay, yes, so I am writing about green roofs and, you know, I know that we have to cover uh, these different aspects of how to build a green roof or the numbers in terms of carbon um, emission reduction from the, this percentage of buildings being converted to green roofs. But the thing that really interests me and what I want to start with for this blog post to really get my momentum going is like the aesthetic impact on the community of having roofs full of organic matter. Mm. So mm-hmm. does that make I sense? See. Yeah. So it's like, here's the the boring details of this, but here's why I'm, I'm writing about this and why I'm passionate about it. And maybe to say, so rather than really getting into the weeds on some of those other things, I'm going to start this blog post by focusing on the thing that grabs me. Right. I will be interested in what I'm writing and then it will therefore be interesting to the reader to read. Right. And then you can weave, weave it in with, with interesting, with passion and facts. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know if, if you have that, you know, the leeway to do that, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's really important that you find, you know, that fire, that spark for whatever the blog post content is. Yeah. Start with that so that you do feel excited about bringing some of this information to your readers. Right. 
No, I appreciate that. And that's, I mean, I, I do feel like that's, that's often what the feedback I am getting from work too is, is basically the same thing is like, you need to be writing what you're passionate about because it does show. Um, and we're not here to write boring. <laughs> I guess I will. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. I think um, you might not be passionate about some of the topics that you are writing about. So it's not pick a topic you're passionate about mm -hmm. in this topic, find what angle about this topic gets you excited. So you might not be passionate about this topic, but, but find out what about this topic makes you excited. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then go from that drive. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I mean, I won't obviously make our whole time together with, with these, you know, work exercises, but I might bring a couple to the table to kind of give you an idea of what I'm doing and what I'm working on and, and how it is evolving. Um, and, um, you know, maybe you might be inspired to, to write something yourself in that, in that style, just to just try your hand. I would love that. That sounds wonderful. And actually, um, so I have a piece that I'm working on, um, uh, so, you know, not related to any particular job I currently hold or have held in the past, um, but I had an idea in talking with another friend of ours from college, Catherine. Um, mm -hmm. Now, she is a writer. I mean, she has been in the magazine world for, mm -hmm. what, probably 15 years now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I do have a piece that I may bring to the table next time that I'm hoping to possibly pitch. Mm. to um to publications to see if they would be interested in putting it out there as a really? piece um so yeah would love to get some feedback from you on that and I I say bring all the work things I mean if you want to work on work things we can work on work things if you want to work <laughs> on stuff that is not at all related to work and sort of cleanse your writing palette we can do that too whatever you need from this space um I am happy to offer you you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I guess we kind of have our prompts for next time and, um, I'm excited to see where we go. As am I. Thank you so much. This was lovely. As always. Next week, Anna gets a confidence boost at work and Hannah gives her high praise as Anna learns about what her writing jam is, writing about nature connection and mentoring. Anna's writing mentor and colleague helps Anna discover her writing blocks by purchasing a book that is designed to help people with ADD-type brains to write in logical and concise ways. This podcast has been another episode of The Pen Is, with your hosts Anna Bradley and Hannah Binder, and technical support provided by Julia Einersen. Thanks, as always, for spending some time with us as we learn about ourselves as writers and humans. You can find new episodes weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. We love hearing from others about their own experiences with writing. Please feel free to email us at anahannapodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, keep that pen busy.